Tomby Foolery by Brian Dykeman, read by Ken Otto. He pulled the black shirt that had been torn from his body over his head. He carefully stretched the neck so as not to touch the nose that had just crumpled under Giuseppe St. Clair's bare paw-sized mitt. Blood still flowed down his face, into his mouth and down his chest, but it had slowed considerably since the crushing blow. He spit out the blood that had accumulated in his mouth as he tucked in his shirt. He thought about how good he used to look as he rolled the hard pack of cigarettes up into his left shirt sleeve. When Giuseppe had torn at the shirt and pulled from his torso, the pack had gone flying. He had never before really appreciated his modest good looks. He would never see six or better pussy again, he figured, not with a face as flat as a slab of granite. Giuseppe's perfectly diaper-shined black Camaro was blocks away now. The burnt rubber it left behind still smoldering, and its distance only furthering. He imagined his nose sinking further into his face, the more the distance between him and the vehicle increased. He could already feel what was once the bridge of his nose pressing through his soft palate onto his tonsils. He hadn't really meant to sleep with Giuseppe's brother. It had just happened. The two men had urges that needed to be satiated. Didn't Giuseppe understand that? It didn't seem so. Besides, it wasn't personal. Sex between two consenting heterosexual males never was. It was just, he dusted off his shoulders. This was an internal debate for a later time. He needed to get home and wash this blood off. Maybe open a phone book. See if there is an entry under R for reconstructive surgery. Breathing through his mouth was making his tongue dry and quite a task. He tried snorting ever so slightly to clear the copper taste, but that, along with sexual misadventures with other men, was something he wasn't going to do again. Until he did. All right. He really needed to stop going to that particular thought process. After all, that is what got him the flattened nose to begin with. Pussy, he thought. Yeah, pussy. That's the ticket. High fives and below. Maybe that's what the whole hand gesture is about, he reasoned. Utter acceptance of a category you'll never be able to do better than. It wasn't fingers on hands. That was always subject to change. Especially if his predominantly crushed facial feature and the number of objects available in the world to potentially maim was any indication. His face began to throb. He looked at a man passing him on the sidewalk and averted his eyes to the man's wordless, agape mouth. Is that blood on my shoe, he noticed. Of course it is, dumbass. You don't lose a pint and a half of blood through a major component in your respiratory system and not get some of it on your wingtips. He looked back at the man. Had he imagined the man's hand going to his mouth? Maybe his face was worse than he thought. Was the man going to vomit? He hoped not. He dared not inspect it with his hands or even with his eyes in the mirror of the parked car he was approaching. Nope. Eyes front, sailor, he said. Wait, who's the sailor, Gayblade? he wondered. Oh no, he thought. What was Mother going to think when she sees this? It was her cute button nose he had once possessed and wooed all the ladies with. Maybe even Giuseppe's brother. Or was that his broad shoulder? He pictured Giuseppe winking and wanting to go with a wry smile at the thought. His shoulders slumped. Down from the cloud and back to reality, he pressed on, touching a blood-dampened hand 
to a stain-worn wood fence, leaving behind a trace. I want to say I heard they can grow cartilage in the lab, he thought. Nah, he reasoned, with pessimism that followed the broken nose. If anything, it's the soft, earlobe-type cartilage. They're decades away from the hard stuff. He imagined a man shaving a surfboard and a heavy sack full of gold Krugerrands falling on the foam surface, breaking it in two. That's probably right in line with what would have to happen to get his face back to spec, he thought. Shave the fuck out of it, just on a much smaller scale. He was really going to have to put in some time at the job to afford the artist that could chisel out a nose from nothing. It certainly wasn't something you can take a loan out for. He further knocked himself down with a thought of, Shit, he said to himself, there's no way people are going to tip a waiter without a nose. He was going to have to get a new job now. He stopped in his tracks. How had Giuseppe known of the midnight escapades with his brother? His brother certainly wouldn't have told for fear of a similar fate. Giuseppe was a ham-fisted troglodyte. He couldn't work on a piece of wrought iron without somehow converting it back to ore. Wait, perhaps this wasn't about the shenanigans after all. But what was it then? Had Giuseppe been jealous of his best feature? He chortled for a brief second before wincing in discomfort at the thought that his sexy chin was his best feature. And it was still intact. He touched it in an affirming disbelief. Well, he thought with a smile of optimism that only the idea of guaranteed pussy brings. Maybe low sixes were still on the table.